Sometimes you gotta go back to actually move forward. I don't mean all the way back to dental school. Let's face it, that was an awful experience. But when it's all said and done, you still have questions. That's what Paul and Justin are here for. To answer your questions as your dental business mentors. What's up, everybody? This is Dr. Justin Buller, and I have Dr. Paul Etchison here. We are your dental business mentors. We're having a good time today just answering questions from you guys. And like Paul likes to say, if one person submits the question, it means a lot of other folks didn't raise their hands. So here we are. Hopefully it benefits you all. Paul, what's the question for today? First of all, like, does that mean we're overworked if you forget your own name? What does that mean? How can we read into this and make a story that doesn't exist out of it? Let's, let's go deep here, Justin. What, what's going on, man? What's, what's happening? Well, you know, I'm not much of a multitasker. And sometimes when I have to look at the screen and remember what I'm, I'm going to do in the intro, uh, I forget my name. What can I say? Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of like, times where I've had to have like really big conversations with my team. And I've like laid, made my bullet points out. And I'm like, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to say this. I'm like driving in the car saying it. And then I stand up there and it just like, like that, that, it just stutters and it's, it's, it's crap. <laughs> it yeah, just, I hear you, man. Just ruin it. Let's talk about essentially someone asking why just hygienists not writing notes. How do we get hygienists to write their notes and stuff? And just staying on top of like people billing. And this person is essentially saying that when they're doing a chart audit, they're finding mistakes. So let's talk about chart audits. Like you guys doing those at your practices? Yeah. So I think they're, I think they're a big deal. It's part of a system that we have, whether or not a system is being implemented on a regular basis by leads and whomever is in charge of that system. I couldn't guarantee you that, but we do try to have those, those checks and balances in place. And we try to figure out on a monthly basis, whether some of these things are happening. So last month they were happening. I'll find out at the end of July, when I meet with our managers, whether or not they're still happening. So let's go back to what the purpose is. So what is the, what is the purpose of a chart on it? Well, it's a way for you to determine whether or not all the information that's in the charts should be in the charts. So you can look at it from an administrative perspective. But what I want to do is I want to talk to you about it from the perspective of productivity. This is where it can really benefit you, right? So you go back and think about dental school. Everyone had these little criteria they had to do. You had to do X number of crowns and endos and all that kind of stuff, right? And so you'd go and I don't know if there were paper charts at the dental school you went to, but they were at mine. And you have to go through all these charts from the patients that are allocated to you and figure out who's got what. Yeah, and we, we were digital. Yeah. So so that's helpful. Barely um, digital. Barely. Yeah. <laughs> we, we were transitioning at the <laughs> yeah. time. They brought in computers and yeah. So yeah. in any case, the point is the audit, if you have a chart audit checklist, it will help you to A, find any missed treatment opportunities, which is huge. I don't know about you, but if you have an associate or if you yourself for two, three minutes in a recall, you go look at that at the end of the week and you say, oh my gosh, you know, I missed this. Or, you know, we definitely could have talked to Mrs. Jones about this. And you end up finding treatment that ordinarily would be left on the table or the patient was not diagnosed. That's both a medical legal issue and it's also a profitability and productivity issue, right? So if you don't think it's necessary to do it for, for one reason, do it for the other, whatever floats your boat. But at the end of the day, it's important to go in there and at regular intervals, whether it's once a week or twice a month, to go in and check charts and you can do random audits, look at maybe 10 or 20 of them and see what's what's being done. So what are my hygienists booking back based on this odontogram? Like, are we booking back two months, every three months based on what's happening in this patient's mouth? Do we have you know, crowns that were, you know, the internal pictures where crowns should have been recommended, but we're doing large fillings. 
those are the examples I'm talking about. And you end up finding quite a bit. The responsibility should fall on a dentist themselves. So an associate doc, for example, should be trained to go through their charts and take a look at these charts. And I think if you have an associate doc who's, you know, less than five years out, it makes sense to meet with them once a month and randomly audit charts and go through these so you can help support them and mentor them and grow them. One of our biggest complaints we hear from doctors who have associates is like, I just can't get them to diagnose and treatment plan and whatever. But it's like, okay, I get it. Telling them on the fly is one thing, but do you block off an hour every two weeks to go through charts and actually go through them like a clinical instructor and show them opportunities that were missed and then give them an opportunity to ask questions about that so that when they go back the following week that you've sharpened their skills. And now if you do that 26 or 52 times a year, that's time well spent. It's time well spent. So it takes effort and that's why I don't think the vast majority of people do it. It's just one of those things where it's like, okay, things are good enough. Do I really want to go through and look through charts now, right? Now, here's what's kind of cool about this. I hope AI abolishes chart audits. Hmm. I hope artificial intelligence gets so good with the radiographs that it can populate treatment plans based on clinical data that's got integrated. I'm not a tech guy. I'm not an AI guy, but I've seen some demos of some things. And I hope in the next five to 10 years, we start seeing this AI take off. So the dentist gets a treatment plan populated and their job is not now to to scroll. Their job is to go confirm that these things are accurate, right? Mm -hmm. So ordinarily things they would have missed, the technology won't because it's much more sensitive and specific, right? And so I think I think that would be pretty cool to see because chart audits are mundane. They're boring. You know, it's like the last thing anyone wants to do. But I promise you, if you do it for yourself, for your associate and have somebody in hygiene, like if you've got a bigger office, take a hygiene lead that does it and have them look into these charts, you are going to find that you can elevate their level of patient care in your practice, even if it's 1%, maybe for some of you it's 50%, but you can elevate it. And that will amount to an increased productivity for you in your practice, which helps with scheduling and you need fewer new patients and all these sorts of benefits that come from that. Well, I, I think it's like anything as, as a practice owner is we've got to hit our finger on the pulse of what the hell is going on there. And, and the question being, like you said, you got to make sure everything's right in the charts and like we make sure people are writing their notes and make sure the, the odontogram is getting filled out with the pre-existing uh, fillings and, and restorations and stuff like that. So that's, that's one issue. And when, where the person wrote in, and if we find those, we got to address them with the people that aren't doing it. And, and that's just, you know, that's a quality control thing. But I like what you're talking about because we're talking about one, we're talking about calibration, just artificial intelligence. If they can come in and diagnose, I, I like the RDHI, like just let the, I like to, high, to calibrate the hygienist and let the hygienist tee it up. And, and that has been my way of, I wouldn't say like calibrating the, the associates, but we're all kind of on the same page. But it's good when you have an associate to actually sit down and do these with these people because if you do it when you start seeing issues, it now becomes reactionary instead of some proactive thing that you do to mentor your associate. So is it productive to audit charts? Yeah. I mean, you find a whole mess of things. You get on the same page or your practice runs more smooth. You're more consistent across your patient base. But yeah, is it fun? No. Is it easy to do? Yeah. But is it just as easy not to do it? Yeah. It's a, I think it's a little easier not to do it. So so I, I'd be lying if I said I did it all the time. I, I can't say that I do. I've went through periods. Just like chart audits, phone call auditing. I remember going through a seven-week thing where we audited them as a team every single week. And I, I shit you not, at that seventh week, we were hearing some pretty good freaking phone calls, you know, like, I mean, there, there's no such thing as a perfect phone call, but when you start listening and, 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 and paying attention and noticing things and addressing them, 
Yeah, that's the improvement. That's the owner. That's the energy. You put that energy in there and, and you reap the benefits of it. So is it sexy? Is it something that's fun to do? No, but should we be doing it? Absolutely. And this is part of the owner. And you can't do this if you're in the chair seeing patients all day. It's just one of those things that it it takes time. But it, like, like you said, Justin, it's time well spent. So I, I don't think I have anything more to really add on that. What do you got? Anything else that popped up? I would say just give it a shot. And this doesn't apply to every single practice. If you're the type of dentist who's thinking like, nope, my treatment plans are thorough and I take the time and I do whatever. Yeah, maybe you got a really slow practice and you have the time to do that. Or maybe you do really comprehensive treatment plans and you see fewer patients. But if you run a practice like the practices that I'm used to, where you have dozens of patients coming through and you have dentists that work out of one or two clinical chairs plus do hygiene, they're not robots. There is stuff being left on the table. I guarantee you that. And the data shows it. It's it's almost impossible not to miss because when you got an endo in one chair and you only got two to three minutes to do your exam, you're going to overlook stuff. And it may not be the bread and butter or the, the filling or something that you see or the, the interproximal decay. It may be the three crowns that you could have diagnosed and you don't have the time to talk about them. So in any case, do it, give it a try, uh, spend, let's say, you know, 90 days before you quit, right? Start auditing them. If you have time in your schedule throughout the day, right? You got an hour off, don't go on TikTok or YouTube and start messing around, like go audit your charts, give it a try. You can't tell me you don't have the time. Dentists are whining and complaining about uh, cancellations in their schedule all the time. How do you use that time? You can use it for something productive. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, absolutely. All right, email your questions, info at dentalbusinessmentor.com, and we will talk to you next time.